Welcome back to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway, joined by Chris Salona. We are your hosts. And what is this, 113, Chris? Episode 113? Episode 113. You've got it. Yes. We are very excited to offer up another, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Not sure how long we're going to go tonight, but um, we're happy to be here. At least, I think I, I think we are. Chris, how are you tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot happier now that we've started. Uh, hey, I am too, man. Yeah, this is, uh, it's, it's busy. It's just one of those things, though. Um, yep, it's like getting up in the morning. Getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth. You don't want to do it, but then once you get up, you're glad you did. But if you get up and you go back to bed, you can't do it. And, 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 and we fight a headache is, all night, yeah, all day. Exactly. <laughs> this is what we do at this point. You know, we we cast pods and we we talk grunge and we answer people's questions, which is what we're going to do today. Um, I'm really excited for a nice little Q and A. Take the pulse of GB Nation, uh, if that's a thing. Um, and that's what we're going to do today. Really. Uh, really jazzed up about that. So uh, this is a very quick turnaround, Ethan, uh, for mm-hmm. for Grunge Bible Enterprises, Grunge Bible International. Uh, we just released episode 112 today, and uh, we're hopping back into the into the cockpit for another <laughs> for another speed run tonight, uh, because you've got some traveling coming up here uh, that is uh, so rudely uh, negatively impacting <laughs> our recording schedule. But uh, no, it's all it's all good stuff. I'm, I'm excited. The uh, the javelin season and really begins in earnest now. Yes. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's it was it's been on the schedule and we wanted to get ahead, but yet here we are. I leave on Wednesday, so we got to get the get a recording in. Uh head into Tucson, Arizona for a competition this Saturday, and then we're going to stay and train a few days and then fly to LA for a competition at the end of May, the last nice, week. Man. So, pretty pretty excited. Two really big meets coming up uh for the in the US and then um I'll be able to see my producer, our producer Drew, out in LA. I think he's going to come to the meet again. I be hope great. so. Yeah, he's he's great. one for one already. Out, I uh, was in LA earlier this year, and he came and watched. So, yeah, that's um, cool. I love Drew. Yep. So we'll be going for a little bit. So we got to got to get the got to get the episodes in. So it's exciting. We're back on. <laughs> We're back. Nothing can stop us. Yeah. Let's just get right into it. So we have some people to thank. So we do have some people to thank. This is the part of the show where. We ask you to support us financially. We have a f- one one way to do it, basically, and that's through Patreon. So um, please take a look in our link in the bio or the show notes, and there is the website the website link that you can go and give $2, $5, or $10 to show support, um, add value to our lives, and help us produce this podcast, because it does take, take money to pay for random stuff like our producer, uh, website domains, yada, yada, all that good stuff. So basically uh, we need some encouragement to keep doing this. So please go over there and, and check that out. Absolutely. It is it is the most direct way to support us. Um, that is the link. If you could only click on one link and you want us to direct you, that is the one that you want to head over to. Uh, otherwise, yeah. we also, we have some merchandise on sale. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people push merch, uh, we don't really push it. It's there. It's there for those. Uh, some do, you know, some people click on it. And um, if you want to represent Grunge Bible, you can head over to that link in the show notes to our store. Uh, we've got t-shirts, crewnecks, beanies, socks, stickers, which are a big hit. I always love when people mm-hmm. purchase some stickers and they, they show us where they're putting 
uh, putting their stickers. I've seen them on guitars, guitar cases. I've seen them on bikes. I've seen them on laptops. I've seen them on cars uh, all over the place, really. Uh, no one has gotten a grunge Bible tattoo yet. Um, that would be the next domino to fall. Uh, hopefully, maybe by the end of uh, 2023, somebody takes that leap. That'd be intense. Yeah. Would that you would get be. it, Chris? No, you absolutely not. <laughs> I would not get. I would not. I just, I just got a tattoo. Not advi- we're not advising I, anybody to get one. No, we just we're just, we're that just it's spitballing happen. here. Exactly, and we are not professionals. And well, you did just get a tattoo, Chris. Let's show I it to the people. I did just get a tattoo. Yeah, so I, I it's, uh, it's over here. There it's, it uh, is. It's, it's my th- first time seeing it, at, and besides the photo, number, it's, it's the number thirty-three, and uh, it's got a little cardinal sitting on top. So nice little background uh, for those listening and not watching. It is on my right tricep it's about two and a half three inches tall and um it is the uh the house numbers to my grandparents house the house that they've lived in since 1967 uh those numbers have been on uh, adjacent to their front door for certainly as long as i've been alive and uh the cardinal sitting on top and in in our family's tradition uh my grandfather's mother my my great grandmother loved cardinals and always used to say that if you saw one it was a sign of good luck and when she passed away you know before the before i was born um that tradition kind of changed where it's like you know now you see a cardinal and it's and it's her kind of checking in and and it's a sign that good things are going to come and things are going to be good and things are going to be mm-hmm. okay so i decided to get a little cardinal sitting on top of the 33 uh for the house number there uh and uh i'm very very excited about that uh, i got a nice nice new tattoo it's it's been about a yeah. year since i got one so i was i was jones and for one jones and for that's awesome papa murph is is an important person in he the is. world and in history. So I'm, I'm glad that I love, love hearing it, you know? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm grateful that I get to tell people about it and, and segueing back as I am so good at, I'm able to tell you about my new tattoos because we have people to support this podcast and continue to make it possible. And as we mentioned earlier, leading the way are the top level supporters on Patreon and those names uh, those people who choose to support us at that level remain, and they are Fuck Soup, Fresh Tendonitis, Faith Bittner, Granny Grunge, Jade Mercado, Jamie Lynn, Carlene Salona, Chris LSMS, Doug Endy, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Kara Kay, Captain Hightop, Brother Nature, Rachel Corning, Nikki Six, Millie, Alex Long, Black Hole Sean, Alexis Shannon, The Blue Owl, Laura Nyreen, Marianne, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey, Shoe the Shoeless, Corden Stewart, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, and Christine Shepard. So thank you once again. Um, those Everybody whose name that I've just read, they've been a part of the club for a long time. They're, they're pulling a lot of weight, and I'm very they thankful are. for that. They absolutely are. They're doing, they're doing the work of thousands of men and women. Exactly. You know? They're holding up literally hundreds of thousands of people. It's like um, the, the great Colossus, the holding the, the Atlas stone. Yeah, exactly. Or was it Perseus? Or who, who's pushing the rock up? Syphilis. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it was not syphilis. <laughs> he, was, he was not pushing the rock. Syphilis. He, he was doing something else. My gosh. Goodness, girl. Uh, this is what happens, Grunge Bible podcasting after dark. But mm-hmm. some do. Some do. And then we have one last, or one one supporter, or my, my brother, that we've said on the last two pods, if you've been listening, um, Grunge Bible is trying to sell a house. And the main thing is my brother, Quinn Shalloway, is the grunge headhunter. He's a big supporter of the pod, and he cut us a great deal. He basically said that if somebody out there is listening and needs to buy or sell a house, 
he can get you in contact with the person to do that. If you're in the Philadelphia area, that's where he's based. He can be boots on the ground and he will get the job done. But in all reality, the man is very knowledgeable and he knows exactly what is needed to get the job done, get the house sold. So if you're out there listening and, and you're having a hard time finding a realtor, something like that, um, please reach out to us and we'll get you in contact with Quinn or just shoot Quinn Shalloway at gmail.com and email. Tell him that grunge sent you. And, uh, and then, you know, if it all works out, you're going to sell your house, make some money. Quinn's going to make some money and then we're going to make some money. So it works win-win. Exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you, Quinn is the, Quinn is the man that you want in your corner. Um, and as I mentioned in a previous episode, uh, though I am not at the, uh, at the crossroads and, and not about to cross the threshold of purchasing a home quite yet, it is something that I'm working toward. And uh, Quinn has been a great resource for me just chatting um, about all things, uh, you know, in that realm. He is the ultimate real estate headhunter and, and we're signing off on it and we are endorsing him. So mm-hmm. 113 episodes in that means something. And, you know, we like to keep the people that we support close to home and, and you don't get much closer to home than, than your brother, Ethan. So we're right. very thankful for Quinn for his support of us. And we are trying to do the same for him. So he is the man of the hour. Absolutely. And if you need a podcast produced, go to Drew, tell him we sent you. He's going to cut us a deal when he starts <laughs> exactly. producing. Other- <laughs> he doesn't know it, but he's going to cut us a deal. Yeah, he's, he's like, he'll produce your podcast. Um, he's he's very expensive. Though. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get I into wish I could it. Just re- yeah, I wish I could just tell everybody, tell him I sent you and then like, yeah. Just request money from whoever, <laughs> you know, <I> mean, like, <laughs> even though they, you didn't send them <laughs> or even though they didn't, de- they didn't like, yeah, you know, I'll tell you though, it does a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how saying certain phrases feels good. Like tell them that I sent you, that feels really good to oh, say, yeah. <laughs> like tell them I <laughs> sent you, it'll give you a really good deal. Like your mechanic or something like that. Like tell yeah. them. Tell them, yeah. tell them, tell oh, them you're with me. It's fine. I love it. I love it. And I'm like, no, yeah. seriously, like tell them that I said, you know, I'm like, like mm-hmm. very sincere about it. Absolutely. All right, Ethan, I'm going to get right into it. And I have a question for you that comes from the people. This was the first question that came in for the Q and a, and the question is why didn't Creed play higher at Woodstock 1999? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know much about the set list that they were, they were pulling during those times. Was it like, did they always play it? Was it like uh, I, I believe that? I believe the con- I believe Woodstock '99 was before that album came out because that <laughs> album was September 28th, 1999, and Woodstock was a couple of months prior. So uh, easy I'm answer not, would be maybe it wasn't out <laughs> maybe, yet. Maybe it wasn't out yet. But they, I mean, they had to play "What's This Life For?" Obviously, and they they had Robbie Krieger of the Doors up there, uh, you know, hammering with with Tremonti and Stapp and and the other individuals. <laughs> Creed, so I, so. I, I saw that you um that you were lifting today with some creed on i saw you posted about that what were you jamming to yeah so um i i started um i started this uh this tradition if you will uh three <laughs> three mondays ago i began a new lifting cycle and mondays now calls for me to hit a hit a a top double in the back squat and then do a couple of back down sets and um Mondays are generally tough for me for squatting for some reason. They always have been just coming off the weekend, like you're a little sluggish, like you don't really have that turnaround in you quite yet, but there's no better way to get into it than diving into the deep end of the pool. So a couple, couple, uh, three weeks ago, I, I needed some juice and I was lifting with one of my friends and I told him, I was like, Hey, like 
I think I need to break out the creed, like to take down this heavy double. And it worked. Um, I listened the first week I listened to, I think, What If by Creed. Uh, nice. And then and then last week I went to uh, Bullets. And then this week I chose for the top double, uh, I used My Sacrifice naturally. Um, and, and then for the uh, for the couple of back down sets, I hit him with with Weathered. Uh, you know, it was it was perfect. So it's a little Creed Monday action, a little yeah. little stap, uh, you know, to, to kind of get me get me going in the squat rack. So see, we talk about Creed a lot, and as you can see, as you can tell, like Chris Chris listens on it his, has it you has know, utility. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he he does it without being you know put on and and being you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for encouraged to listen to it. I mean, that's just an, that's, a part, even, of, that's a part it's of it's not life. even the meme. It's just it's a part that's, of life. That's, exactly. that's what I mean. Like we generally like Creed. Um, so if you're, if you're wondering out there, if we're being sarcastic, we're not, you know, they are good. Absolutely. <laughs> they are good. Love talking about Creed on here, to be honest. Yeah, we uh, Chris, I got love... one for you. Yeah, let's it, hear it. I know, I know, I know your answer. So, um, well, they have their answer along with the question. So which is the most underrated grunge band? My opinion is Screaming Trees. Do you, oh, that's, that's what they said. So do you think that Screaming Trees is, could be the most underrated band? And it, it doesn't need, I mean, it could be any band from that time. Do you think that they're underrated? Um, I think they're really underrated. Um, but selfishly, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mark Lanigan fan more than I am a Trees fan. So I would sign off mm -hmm. on that if only for the fact that hopefully, uh, by getting people to listen to the Trees, it is a vehicle to get them to check out Mark Lanigan's solo discography, uh, and his solo catalog. Really, really incredible stuff. Um, the solo I, catalog is underrated. Is what you're saying? Oh yeah, it totally is. And, and, and the yeah. Trees are too. Um, it's it's always interesting. Like a lot of a lot of Mark Lanigan solo fans um tend to not be the biggest screaming trees fans just because um mark was quite vocal uh about you know the rest of the band kind of bringing down what he wanted to do and and you know there was there were differing levels of respect at different times uh so i think a lot of his fans have kind of adopted that you know to different points and especially because mark didn't write a lot of the music and wrote none of the lyrics in the beginning mm -hmm. um but I, it all has it all has its merits and and, and that's the thing and we talk about this so often just how sad saturated the uh you know um the 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 field was and in, in, in the scene was at the time that there's so many great bands that if they had come out at a different time and place they would have gotten their due and and they're just you know there's just not enough hours in the day and it doesn't shake down that way sometimes but another band i, I think love battery they got to be up there too i'm a big love battery guy that's awesome that's yeah. a good one yeah do you have any thoughts on that yeah i'm trying to think i i think I would say Dinosaur Jr. is pretty underrated on a, yeah. on a scene. It's tough because, like, because we talk about because those, it's like those are they bands. a part of the scene exactly. Yeah. Well, and and we talk about these bands to each other, and, and it's tough to really know the like. But I would say that it could be listened to a lot more and and be on higher regard historically. Um, but yeah, it may be a little more adjacent. But I I kind of expanded the question, so I think I think Dinosaur is a little underrated. Maybe Jay, Jay Maskus could be is could be a little more. Um, you know, a little more well known and our yeah. household name, but it's you yeah, know, it's not, it's not, it wasn't meant to be. You know, it's better, it's better at the size they were. You yeah, know? it is interesting because I I think for connoisseurs and for guitar players, Jay Maskus is so revered and he's held in such high regard, and it's kind of one of those things that you have to be really close to the music and you have to really really 
consume a lot of it, I think, to grow to that level, because a lot of times, like, you're not just exposed to some of the incredible stuff that he was doing. I mean, he was such a revolutionary, and he was involved in so many different things, and um, such a creative mind, you know, both writing songs and just soloing, and, and the way that he got his guitar to sound, um, somebody that I, I definitely, I need to spend more time with, too. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's only so many hours in a day, so... Right. Next question for you, Ethan. This this one comes from uh, at Film Somethings on Instagram. One of our most loyal and tried and true uh, brothers in arms here, and uh, they want to know what is the easiest and what was the hardest episode to record. And I'd like to answer Ooh. it. I'd like to answer that first. The okay. easiest episode. <laughs> the easiest. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Having an interview with yourself. I like yeah, it. Man, you too. <laughs> and I would like to take the floor here. <laughs> yeah, I have the floor. Um, the easiest episode to record is the one that we just finished. <laughs> and the hardest one to record is the just one the that following. we have to do next. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. That really is. That really. The easiest one. Well, one of the easiest ones was with Drew on though. When he oh, yeah. he asked us. Cause we, cause when it, and, yeah, because we didn't like have to coordinate or plan that much. We allow him to kind of like set it up. So that was that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, the hardest one's always the next one on deck. But mm-hmm. it's just I don't know. it's hard to plan and, and figure out a time to sit down a lot of times. The the hardest the hardest time we've had some we've had a few times where it's really difficult to find a topic. And I'm sure out there you're, you're probably thinking. I don't know. Do you, I wonder if the people think it's a difficult to keep, like if they're surprised that we have stuff to talk about still, or if they think that we're not even scratching the surface. I don't know. I don't even know if what my opinion on that would be. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's tough for us to get ideas, yeah. right? And, and it ebbs and flows. Like we'll hit it hard for a month and like we'll feel really good and we'll have a lot of things that we want to talk about. And then other guess, times, if you're short on time or if, if yeah. it's just, it's, it's a busy time. Q&A. I mean, I guess sometimes, you know, a lot of people want us to go really deep into stuff. And when, right. when, when, when we are picking topics, you know, we always talk about how you want to package it and how you want it to come across, you know, for new listeners, right? We can't just get into the <laughs> the deep cuts of why Jeff Amant uh, should be, you know, revered higher as a, you know, yeah, a, and, a writer and, for the little bit that he's done, you know. And we get and we get a lot of questions, uh, you know, people wanting to know like when we're going to do an episode about like local H or Deftones or, yeah. um, you know, and 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 those are coming. I, I swear to God, they are coming. But there's yeah, a lot. Make it through. There's a lot to do, and but we, I think we intend on sticking around for a little while. So I would like to do some more. I was thinking about like, I think that we should take episodes and just if we want to do an episode on Modest Mouse, we do it. And it doesn't, you know, it's, and we want to do an episode on, you know, Love Battery would be easy or failure, you know, and just pick yeah. random bands and, and maybe do 20 minutes on it and kind of pair it with something else. So I think mm-hmm. you might be able to see that coming in the future where yeah. we go to bands that are just, you know, maybe newer bands that we want to talk about. And because it's a music podcast at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be the same as the Instagram page. Yeah, Absolutely. Next question um, for you, Ethan. Okay. This this is a really good one. If a college course called Grunge Studies was offered, would you apply to teach it? <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, oh, man, I don't know. Do you have, are you do you have the teacher in you, Chris? Do you think um, that you can be a teacher? I I've always oh, pon- I've always pondered it. I I think I would be all right at it. Um, 
I just I just don't know that I would want to do it. It would be really I was actually thinking about this earlier. It would be really fun to build a curriculum for that. That would be right? really cool. Because like yeah. obviously if you're a teacher, like I mean, unless they give you one, if they give me one, that'd be really easy because we already right. know it and stuff. But it would be yeah. kind of fun, like if we had to pick out like what's the most important thing you need to know and like how do you how do you get your degree? Like Right. That yeah. would be cute. <laughs> like, what is the what does the exam look like? <laughs> I mean, a lot of it for me, would. I mean, I, if I had to give out homework and stuff, it would just be like, I'd have them go to a website and be like, you have to listen to like this many hours this week. Like it would, it would be less of a, um, say a writing. Well, you'd have to write about it, but I'd have, you'd have to really put the time in. It's like re- reading books, you know, you got to read this book, but you got to go home and, and listen to these albums. But mm-hmm. um, it would be a lot of fun. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that is a really, really good one. We should make one. We should, do, we, we should just, um, you know, that thing, um, oh, I forget if it's a uh, Skillshare or something like that, that everybody like sells out to and like has like their, their, like the first intro for the webinar is free and then you have to pay. Like we should, we should do grunge university. <laughs> Chris, could we, could we With make an professors. online class? <laughs> We need to do the online class. We have to do, we definitely have to make an exam. Yeah. Um, we maybe, maybe some presentations too. I love it. Yeah. Let's, like, let's, let's come back to this. Let's think about this and figure I'm, out. I'm, if we can I'm do only going to do it is if, uh, while we do the presentations, if, if we can heckle people. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, have the, everybody come in on zoom. What if we had a big conference? We have a, a live grungy. conference. That would yeah. be. I like that. That would be that would be really good. We could throw virtual tomatoes at people. So, next question for you, Chris. What's your most anticipated concert that you're seeing this year? Oh the man! Question was asked by Dylan Coates, and they said Counting Crows, which is awesome. I have not ever seen them. I, did you go to see them, or did he no, cancel? No. So I w- I was One going. Of them- I was going to see them in I think August of 2021, but then the, the show was canceled because there was a COVID or sickness outbreak within the band. Um, so I missed them, but they're they're coming to Providence um, in July at like a small small little venue, which I took a screenshot of of the uh, of the kind of the like the poster for it because I'm intending to get tickets for it. That would be one that I'm really excited for. Um, I'm seeing the uh, the front bottoms. Uh, on May 26th for the the 10th anniversary tour of Talon of the Hawk. I'm very excited for that one. Um, and then I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but I'm, I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen twice, uh, once with a couple of my really, really good friends from high school and once with my mom uh, back-to-back uh, shows uh, in late August. So I'm looking forward to all of those. And uh, inevitably, I, I'm looking forward to... Um, uh, the show to be named later that, that we get to this year. Cause I, I think we got to get to some music together, brother. Right. I would say it's hard to say, cause we don't have anything mapped out past yeah. probably, I don't know when the last ticket you have is, but yeah. I don't even know. I'm a little slow moving this year compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Last year I had a lot of stuff lined up. I was going on. I, think I, I saw like, like four or five or six shows just in June alone last year. So, yeah. um, but who knows? I mean, these situations can evolve very rapidly. Oh yeah, we know that works. Yep, that um, they do. I think someone said they have an extra ticket to a Fleet Foxes show here in Avondale, which I don't know if you ever listened to them, but they're yeah, really cool. Yeah, I used to. I used to talk to a girl who was obsessed with them and tried Makes to get sense. me into them. Yeah, checks out. Yeah, that, um, that does check out. The Foo Fighters are also playing here June sixth, and one of my coworkers says like that we're going to somehow get tickets to it. And I don't know if I'm ready to pay a bunch, 
but maybe is it I sold should. out. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's still tickets on well, secondary, secondary market. Secondary, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's sold out. Um, because it's like running like two hundred dollars, I think. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I've you know I've seen them, but I would I really would like to see them, obviously, and they're so close. So yeah. All right, but yeah, I, I actually need to kind of. I want to look up a few different people and bands and see where they're heading around and see if I can catch them. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I like looking okay at them that with way. Traveling. Right. Yeah, and, and just be okay with traveling a little bit rather than letting, waiting for them to come to me. Cause then I go to some subpar shows or something like that. Or totally. you know, if I wait, if you know, I go to the bands just cause they're here, not subpar, but if I could right. spend my money and go somewhere well, you, else. Yeah. You can, you can expand the, uh, the scope on that a little bit if you're, if you're able to, uh, you know, you drive a little bit and it's so, it's super fun to do that too. Like to, you know, take like an hour or two drive and maybe, you know, stay over with a buddy or something and go see a show. I'm sorry. I, I yawned and didn't hear you. What'd you say? That's all right. I was just waxing poetic about <laughs> driving to music, uh, music events. Yeah. For a second, I thought you asked me a question, but no, I, was, no. I was also reading one of no these. Question. Would you like me to ask you a question? I would, yeah. Oh, well, good thing I've got a lot of questions to ask. Uh, here here comes from a top-level Patreon supporter. Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, and uh, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, wants to know, what is your favorite oven temperature? I like 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, I yeah. like 385. You're 385? I'm a 385 guy, yeah. I like it wow. a little bit a little bit hotter in there. No kidding. Um, and so so for those international, 375 Fahrenheit is uh about 190 Celsius. So that's kind of in the mode. You know what? I you know what I really like? I like 365. Really? Yeah. And some sometimes like when I cook chicken, I go 355. That's yeah. crazy. I go a little low. Hey, that like is the low. cracker song. Yeah. yeah. What I like to do is um like for my salmon, I'll do 385 for like 20 minutes, and then you mm-hmm. throw the broil on at the end for a little bit. The Huge broiler, mi- the broiler, I think is the most underused tool. That well, you know exists. why? People it's are dangerous. Afraid. Yeah, people are afraid. <laughs> you, you you take your eye off the bread for a second, and it's gone. It. That's it's it. gone. I'll tell you. Yeah, like you, you put you put any sort of like finishing topping with like a little sugar. If it caramelizes too quick, like boom, it's burnt. But yeah, salmon, chicken, anything like that. You, you finish it with the broiler. Oh yeah, that's the way to do Good it. Good stuff. Yeah, I usually when I I cook steaks, I use a cast iron because mm-hmm. I don't have because I don't have a grill, so I cook mm-hmm. a little bit. You cook on stovetop and sear then you, it, and then you finish it in the oven. Yep, yeah, then you finish yeah. it in the oven at four fifty. I do the same thing actually. You nice. get a nice, nice, just ripping hot sear. Yep. Toss it in the oven for a little bit because time's of the essence. It's, like it's, the yeah, second you, you put that, you put that thermometer in, and if it's reading what you want it to be, like you've gone too far. You gotta live right. on the edge a little bit with. Oh steak. yeah. Oh, I'm I I like it red, man. I yeah, like it. Me I like too. it red on the inside. It's the, only, it's it's the only way. Yeah, there's nothing more disappointing uh, and oh. just depressing than you know you buy a nice steak and and, and you you mismanage the the <laughs> process. We've all been there. And there's only one person to blame. <laughs> exactly. That was it the sucks, worst thing. Like man. I remember my my first apartment in college. I I moved in with uh, two of my really good friends uh, in Iowa. And, um, not, none of us had really cooked that much. So, like we had all started and it's just like, man, like, you know, you, you cook stuff and you overcook it, you undercook it, you mess it up in one way or another. And it's like, you have no one to blame but yourself. And like, you kind of have to eat it as a reminder not to fuck up again. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Somehow we all walked away without salmonella poisoning though. So that was uh we'll talk, we'll talk that one up as a big win. I was very 
pleasantly surprised for that. Here's a good one. Um, this one, uh, a question uh, asking us of our Mount Rushmore of female-led bands slash female solo artists from this era. Um, I definitely, in an episode that I really want to do, um, is an episode on L7. Uh, Danita Sparks, I think, was absolutely incredible. Still is. Um, additionally, I think you could do an entire podcast series on Kim Gordon um, mm-hmm. from Sonic Youth and, and, and what, 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 what they were all about. So uh, I think, I mean, those two are very deserving of their due. Um, and there were, there were a lot of really, really talented artists, um, you know, uh, from this era. And it was really cool. I mean, even solo artists, like they were saying, um, it was just, once again, it's just a really, really fantastic era of, of, of all types of music. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I was blanking for a second. Um, the Cranberries lead singer, Dolores, Dolores, Dolores O'Riordan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if, if they would consider, uh, her grunge, but, right. um, I do love the Cranberries. I love her voice and she has a great story as well. So I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking about her when that question was brought up. Yeah. It may be a little bit outside of the grunge, but yeah. still, but that's still the thing. fits I mean, in the time important. period. So yeah. I mean, like if we could talk about Jay Maskus, we can talk about the Cranberries. Right. You know? Right. And yeah. we can do we can do whatever we want. Uh, another one, obviously, I, I think it is important to mention Courtney Love and and Hole mm-hmm. and and the music that they were able to make. And and somebody asked us, I believe the wording was, uh, "What is your professional opinion on Courtney Love?" And um, I said to you before the show, I'm I'm not a professional, so I don't have a professional opinion, but. I, I like Hole, and, and I think people are just so unbelievably vile uh, to Courtney Love, and I always it's it's always really frustrating to post whole um or to post anything having to do with kurt's death because you just get the most vile comments about courtney you get the most vile comments about conspiracies that are completely baseless and it's really frustrating and i think it's really disrespectful to the people that are directly involved um Mm -hmm. and it's disrespectful to kurt but i mean especially courtney i mean people are Probably some of the worst comments that we've gotten have, have been about Courtney Love, which uh, really I, I don't believe uh, anybody really deserves. So that is my opinion, that everybody should uh, um, put their foot in their mouth if they decide that they want to spew some really, really vile things uh, on our page. Yeah. They, can, they can go and do that somewhere else. And they probably will if they're looking for it. So yeah, exactly, it's that's not, that's it's that's on that, them. Yeah, it's pretty easy to find other places to do it. So, all right, got a good one. We got a, sol- a guitar solo competition here. Oh my Mac- goodness, McCready, Cantrell, and Dial. Oh my solo. god, who what wins? F- I, oh. I love, I love, I love the question. Just you get the three in a solo. Who wins? Oh my goodness, this is tough. What is what is so it going to be judged on? But, that, so, but it all depends on the judges, exactly. Like, what, are we, what what merits are we judging these on? Long, you know, endurance. Are we talking about some speed? Are we right. talking about because if know, it's if it's speed, it's Kim. It's Kim, um, right? If it's uh, Mike, I'm sure that I mean, but but Kim is Kim definitely has that has Kim, that in Kim's his game. Kim's got that market corner because because that's the thing that with Kim, there's no wasted movement. It's unbelievable. He's so precise. I mean, it's the same thing like the javelin throw. I mean, like his his approach down the runway and his blitz. It's just it's there's no wasted well, energy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, which like I mean, that's a hard thing to do. He just stands there. I mean, but like then again, like Mike has the showmanship and the bravado right. of right. Mike you know, has when, when he Mike looks has skyward, big... he's playing behind his back. I mean. 
Mike he, doesn't he, shy away from the light. You know, right. he, he 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 comes out on the big stage when it's time, and he's That's always ready to I mean, perform. He's, yeah, he is not. I mean, and Jerry Jerry has just done everything forever. Right. So I mean, he's like he's the he's, musician's musician, just is, like we were talking yeah. about earlier. That's yeah. who everybody likes. Yeah, it's like um, it's like the greatest baseball pitchers of all time. First inning, fifth inning, ninth inning, twelve. Doesn't matter. You put him in, and and they're gonna mow him down. Yep. You need me to start, I'll start. You need me to close, right. I'll close. Anything. I pitched yesterday. You need me again today, fine. Like let me yep. go warm up. Like uh, oh so it's it's really difficult. It all it all depends on um on what the criteria are uh for, for yeah. judgment. But do I feel like we have to pick. I think we have to pick. And I'm man, this is tough because we've I mean, we've seen Jerry and we've seen Right. Uh, I've McCready never seen Kim Vile. We've never seen Kim, so this is unfair. Yeah. For Kim, so I'm gonna take him out of this because I was leaning toward the other two, but I've seen him, so maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah. Um. So my logic. So if we're gonna cut, you just cut yours to 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 Cantrell versus McCready. Yeah. Um. Mine, and just just hear me out. Um. Okay. I think Jerry is 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 going to occupy more of more of the riff zone uh, than the yeah. solo zone for for this exercise. Yeah. So I'm 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 putting I'm putting Kyle versus McCready here. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 So Jerry, I mean, Jerry, I understand, but I understand he can do that. everything. That's the thing. Okay. So it's well, hard. It's a tough. It's a tough call, but I, I feel like it's the call that I have to make. So we both have McCready in our final two, which means mm-hmm. McCready. I think he's come out on top for us. If you if you take the two, uh, what we just what we just talked about, he's right. the only one that we both picked to be. So I think McCready. I'm thinking McCready might have the edge on on these guys for the showmanship but because that's what solos are. Allow me to submit my rebuttal, though. Of course, of course, that's why we're here. Of Mike McCready and Kim Thiel, only one of them wrote the song "Never the Machine Forever." <laughs> Chris, I'm glad you brought that up because if you guys were listening to the last episode. <laughs> That we recorded not only two days ago or, or three days ago. Um, Chris said that he was going to check back in after he spent more time with Never the Machine Forever. Right. So, Chris, we're all here to find out <laughs> what have you found on your um, on your deep dive into well, this see, wondrous this is song. Why, this is exactly why that I shouldn't be the teacher for Grunge University <laughs> because I didn't even do my own homework assignment. I, I, I'd flunk the class. Um, I have not had time to check it out, but as as we recall, we wanted to check into it because of the quote that Kim had about the song, and he wrote it that it was about a struggle between somebody and a less defined entity. <laughs> and yes, it was a true story. Uh, remember in literature class when you know you'd have those books or you'd have those really weird short stories you had to read, or right. like you know, the art class or just like a lot of like deciphering and stuff. I feel like we could do that in our class. We'd be like, okay, we need like never the machine forever. Like you need to come out with like a really good, like thesis on it (laughs) and like, or rats or a red mosquito, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the different songs that we could put people on to, uh, to come out and do a presentation on would be really fun. Mm -hmm. Imagine what we'd get like coming back. It could be pretty cool. That would be really cool. But also the flip side of that, do you remember when you were in literature class and, you know, it'd be like, all right, like we have to have like X amount read because we're going to have a discussion on Thursday in class. And then, and then, and then you get the people in there that clearly had not read, but would all would engage in the discussion nonetheless, because you had to for your participation credit. So I just picture the same thing happening. Like if we were to assign um, bugs or never the machine forever or overfloater, I have a great people, people who just hadn't read 
was just trying to extrapolate. I have an awesome story that you're going to love, Chris. Yeah, so please. When I first transferred to Kentucky, I was in a uh, a horror film class, and it was actually one of my favorite Sounds classes I, I took in college. Yes, the, the, the teacher was like uh, mid-40s to 50s. He wore like Thrasher t-shirts. He oh, always yeah. had he always had a mug of coffee, um, like you know, a stained mug and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and and he was great. And he was a thinker. And, and like we talked about, we had like such good conversations about in that. And and the genre of horror is really in in depth and really oh like, yeah, it, totally it has a is. lot. All the storylines and all the writing is is it's all based on you know symbolism and and the different like stuff that you see pop up. It's it's really cool and really deep, and you have great conversations. And um, for our final, there's another member of the throw squad that was with us. And, and basically the prompt, the prompt for this uh, was, I, I can't, it was talking about say Dracula or a couple, and it asked why something was a watershed moment in the film industry or in the one movie, something happened. It was like, why is this like a watershed moment? Sure. And uh, my teammate came up and, and she said, she said something and she's like, I didn't even read it or something. Like I just wrote about, and she like talking about watershed as like a geographic like uh, like it's just talking about it as like a flood or something and okay. like watershed is like like a watershed moment is like you know bringing into light or like it's like a paradigm shift like it changes things yeah yeah, yeah they change it. and she like wrote this whole paragraph based on like this word like the one word because of that like, that was what it, and she didn't know what it meant and she wrote the par- like the whole thing on like so she took like, a swing and 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 had, she, it had to look so dumb yes it was, it, it, i read yeah, it, it was a bunch like, of fluff like, too yes it was terrible i was like laughing so hard i was like this is like completely <laughs> wrong oh i was like it's my goodness yeah she just laughed and was like oh i don't care but it was really funny that's amazing so well just as some could say that me segueing last week with uh speaking of jesus christ was a watershed moment for the uh for my my skills as a podcast (laughs) host exactly so next question ethan uh do you have a favorite tad song Throat locust. <laughs> it's gotta, it's gotta, it's be, gotta throat be throat locust. locust. There's, I there's think that no, was the highest on our, hun- our top 100. Yeah, there's really no um, no need to have a discussion. Um, so you know, speaking of um, Tad, made me think of the Melvins, mm-hmm. and I was listening to some Melvins the other day, and I realized that we left this song off that I actually really like. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's what is it civilized worm? I believe it is. Oh, I love civilized worm. <laughs> yeah, we didn't put that on our top oh, 100. Man. No, I'm bummed. I love that song oh, so much. We'll just we'll just have to revisit it and, and regurgitate yeah. it. Can we next do a whole a, a whole episode on it on civilized worm and throat locust. I think we could. We just pit them against one another. <laughs> that would be a wa- another watershed moment for the podcast. That's good. Next question here unrelated to music but i really like this question what would your last meal be oh yeah so Love presumably you know you're you're a marked man you're on death row and 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 you're you know your time is oh, coming wait. i'm on death row it's not like i'm old age <laughs> well i'm thinking well you don't know when you're old age i mean that point Same it's thing, all I gonna guess. be soup anyways right I say protein and we know shake. how we feel around about soup around here <laughs> I love soup. I know you hate soup. Yeah, I don't know. It's no longer um, soup season, so. Well, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that at a time of, or, yeah, how old, like, if I'm really old, or maybe I'm, if I'm right now, like, it could change. But uh, I would say that 
I want lobster, probably. Really? I want okay. some lobster. I probably, yeah, I might go lobster. and I mean, lobster and steak sound really good. Mm-hmm. Um, always. Like, it's just something, something hearty, something that's not going to, like, you know, go down fast. Like, something that I can just kind of, I mean, lobsters would be quick, but I don't know. Something that would take a while, probably. Yeah. Like, definitely got to have a, a bunch of courses in there. Yeah. Like, I want to be, yeah. I want to have to, like, cut something up and, like, yeah. actually... Yeah, I need what to about be. You, Chris? I need to be sitting it out on a table that gives you like four forks and like all the different the yeah. silverware spread, and all the different plates. You know, yeah. you would just work your way in, work your way down. Maybe maybe a little bib situation. Oh man, I think mine would be um, if I could choose the venue, um, I would go to the Old Canteen, which is an Italian restaurant on Federal Hill in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I would go there for the for the big meal. You know, they start you off, you get a little, little bread with some with some oil, then you get the antipasto, you get the soup, um, you get the salad, uh, and then you, you get your entree. I'd probably maybe do some some veal or maybe the pork with vinegar peppers. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's it would be it would be hard to choose, but I I would definitely be going Italian for sure. Yeah, Italian sounds sounds really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, spot. like you just you know you can't just say pizza. Like imagine no, if you, you gotta uh, you gotta you gotta get some skin in the game, spend some time. It's so great. Like when we go, like we'll do like the like the the full full courses. Um, my friends and I, and like we're there for four hours. It's great. You're drinking a little wow. bit. You're, yeah, like it's it's it, dude. Like time stops. You go in there, and that's the activity for the afternoon or the evening. And and, yeah. and we've gotten to know the guys there too. So it's like we get. We get treated well, and uh, you know, you—that's you, the thing. It's the old school. You show respect to an institution, yep. and it will respect you back. Got the owner coming up and say, "How's everything going? Everybody good? <laughs> Y'all good? Do you need anything?" And they mean it. You know, like Tell when your you go parents, places, I like, said hello. Yeah, like you know, you, you, you go to places and, and like, oh, do you need anything? But they don't mean it because if you yeah. need something, they're not helping you. But like something like that, they're like, "Do you need? Do you need something?" They will listen. Chris, name name a restaurant that gets under your skin. What's what's one that you just will refuse to go to for whatever reason because you've had bad experiences and when you go there, you seem to uh, have a bad experience. Do you have one that you want to throw under um, the bus? I, I don't know that I've had bad experiences, but you know me, I'm always excited to throw something under the bus. Yeah. Um, I would I would definitely throw like the Olive Gardens, the Bertucci's, oh, um, the, the Carrabba's. Um, what's the other Even one? Even like Carrabba's? The, the Macaroni Grill. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah, no, Macaroni Grill is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, my, one, of, one of the... Mo- bunch the of malarkey. Cheesecake Factory, I despise. Yes, I hate, yep, hate totally. Yeah, we're throwing, we're throwing that one away. And honestly, P.F. Chang's too. Carrabba's is decent. Like, Carrabba's... Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, it's not like you know, it's not like the best, but well, it's I'm, kind of... like I'm, I'm spoiled, and like my 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 mindset and my experience is like I've grown up around so much good Italian right. food here in Rhode Island, um, and you know, Boston's got it too. I mean, there's all so many places that you know, for me, like, I mean, it's kind of like an affront to the culture. <laughs> of course, of course, it's. I think it's but, easy. Yeah, you, you know, um, I'm not too keen on as well. But I don't know if I'd throw them under the bus. I, I'm just not a particularly big fan. Chick Fil A. Wow. Yeah, I That's just surprising. I just I don't see what the big deal is. Have you had their salads? I have had their salads, like the Cobb salad. I've had. I've had the other Southwest one. Southwest salad is. Yeah, is, yeah. It's so good. You get an extra fillet on that with the Southwest. That's hard. Yeah. That's really good. Oh, trust me, like I've tried it. I've tried the breakfast, and like it's it's good. It's I it's mean. it is good, but I I think it's uh. Compared to know. other fast foods. 
Well, it all depends on what you're in the mood for. I mean, they're they're fairly unique in that sense, right? Like if I want a burger, I mean, it though, sticks obviously. out. It sticks out. It sticks out when you and you. Well, yeah, but fast like if, food. I, if, I, if I'm and that's if where I'm, it lives. If I'm doing fast food, like I'm I'm not getting uh I'm I'm not gonna get chicken usually. Really? No, I mean, really. I'm kind of I'm kind of the opposite. I like yeah. well for a while because I I didn't eat fast food. I've I've eaten more fast food recently. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I didn't eat like any fast food, and yeah. if I did, I got chicken because I didn't trust the burgers. Yeah, like I hated, I, I hated like there's all that shit about the burgers out there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> People are talking. <laughs> yep. There's big burger out well, there. Well, that's the thing. Cause like, I, I probably like, I'll, I'll have some like, depending on, you know, what I get into on some certain weekends, but like, usually uh, I'll go like a few months in between, like without having something. Yeah. But like, if I'm, if I'm craving something like that, it's usually going to be like a, like a burger or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really I, crave um, like chicken. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw my restaurant under the bus, but before I do that, I'll say I've been uh, steak and shake is a yes really good dirty burger. I like getting yeah, that totally. I mean, we got Whataburger here, which is also good, but steak and I, shake. I like and honestly, dude, I, yeah, I hate to say it, but Taco Bell still got it. <laughs> they still got try it. it Tried and true. Have you had their breakfast? <laughs> no, I have not tried. Their I've breakfast had their yet. breakfast. It's, 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 gas. It's, it's pretty awesome, dude. I Taco Bell is good, man. I mean. There, yeah, we said it. it. It's yeah, like Creed, dude. Creed and talk about people will make fun of them, but you know, when you go through that drive through at 1230 at night, yep. you see everything. Yeah, everybody's Same there. Thing. It's a pack, like when pack Hyatt driveway. comes on, you're gonna be you're gonna be tapping your yeah. foot. But the restaurant that I want to throw under the bus, and I of course went there this weekend. I tried to tell everybody I said that we were out in Cleveland, Tennessee for track meet, mm-hmm. and we needed food right after. And there was a Shake Shack, and then there was this place, and I was like, guys. Please I shake really, shack. <laughs> yeah, I was like, please shake shack. I was like, if you guys want to go, I'll give it another shot. But I know what's going to happen. And sure enough, Buffalo Wild Wings sucks. Oh yes, I totally. I agree. hate Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. It's, it's over. It's always overpriced. And now they they used to what they used to do was just they used to do basically Bogo on Tuesdays or something. Well, they, right? they they do, and of course that's what people say. I mean, and that and Bogo of course is is nice. That's that's right. helpful. It's the only time but, I would go. But what they used to do was like just absolutely douse the wings in sauce like too much mm-hmm. i didn't even, i don't even know if they put sauce on i couldn't tell it was all naked wings i got three different flavors and they i couldn't tell them apart it's like mm-hmm. no sauce super expensive the wings are just you know super small tyson tyson frozen wings you know what i mean they're just small mm-hmm. and you know there's a million tvs around with nothing on it felt like it was a bad yeah. night to go because you go there for the tvs but right. i had a bad ex- it was just another bad experience but i knew it was coming and Walk out the door, spending thirty bucks, and get yeah disappointment. It's, it's, it's so tough too because, um, like every single local community, I feel like has has a local local restaurant that does wings so well. Um, Definitely in our area, in oh, the for north, sure. in the northeast, there's really good dive bar wings everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that because that's not the case here. Because I said something, and Justin like. I mean, there's the wings aren't, and it's weird because there's barbecue, so there is yeah. like smoked wings that people have smoked wings right. that are really but good. It's, it's different, but up, though, up because, north you can get you can get the wings like. Oh man, I, a I lot, love a, a good, lot. Yeah, I always get them well done. Like, ooh, yeah. Well done. I've never asked for wings well done. Yeah, they're pretty That's good. Yeah, I like I like that. I like to get my pizzas well done too, a little crisp on them. That's the thing. Like you know, up in the northeast, I don't That's have to dangerous. tell you. Obviously, like we've got. Um, you know, all of the great delis, you know, for some good hoagies, uh, you know, all the, all the bakeries, like if, if pastry is your kind of thing too. Like, I mean, you just like my brother lives in North Carolina. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, 
you guys have you guys have bakeries on every corner. You know, you can get the all every the Italian corner. pastries and the cannoli and the shvuyadel, all that stuff. Like you can't get that. You know, you you don't get that in North Carolina. You don't get that in Birmingham. So nothing, nothing like yeah. that. The Northeast is definitely the place to be for. Uh, I agree. Food for for the food versatility. I would I would certainly say. But yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is uh, has got to be one one to. Yeah. Uh, one to throw under the bus. So we've uh, we've had a little bit of everything on this episode. We've given our endorsements to people and bands and songs. Um, we've gotten a little upset at some institutions. Um, this Q&A has pretty much had it all. Yes, it has. It's been fun. Um, I like like having, keeping it easy, you know, taking it easy for all the sinners out there. It's so an easy feeling, if you will. It's got to be done, but I think it's time to wrap her up, Chris. Yeah. So the last thing we'll do is we will, in fact, have a song of the week um, to be put in the list. So, Chris, would you like to go first? Have you, you have one true. figured out? Yeah, I would uh, I would love to uh, add my song of the week. And I've got a really good feeling that this one is already on the list, but it's our list. So I think we can make an exception and add it again. Um, Ethan, you've done you, that. you're you're responsible for what my song of the week is going to be uh, because of a a post that you sent me earlier. But I, we're going back to Jackson Brown. Hell yes, uh, we're going we're going to running on empty uh, for my song of the week. And um, there's just it's just um, like it's That's just gotta be on the list. Yeah, like I struggle to 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 put the words, um, you know, or or to to describe it because I mean the the lyrics to the song. Um, have all of the explanation that you would ever need. Um, yeah. and it's, and it's that line, you know, I don't know when the road, when that road turned into the road that I'm on and, you know, it's tricky. And I, I think like, I we're, getting, that line. we're getting to that like tricky age of life where that happens really, really quickly. Um, and, and time goes by really, really fast if you're not careful. Um, and it's not a bad thing. You know, it's, it's a neutral thing and it's up to you, uh, how you want to employ it, but it, it is strange. It's like, you're going to get somewhere and it's a different destination and you take one, one road to get there and, you know, you blink your eyes and, you know, that road turns into another one and you're still there, but yeah, that's yep. the one for me. People, people tell you that you've changed. You said, no, I haven't. And then you think about it and you go, maybe I have. Yeah. I yeah. changed by not changing at all. That's true. Um, that's a good one. Um, I thought about putting civilized worm as my song. Of the week. <laughs> Excellent. I almost put yellow lead better, believe it or not. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. I heard, it, I, heard, I heard it in the car this morning. Uh, so this song I sent to you, um, I sent to you like, maybe like two weeks ago or something. And it's very strange. It's not like, I mean, it's strange and I don't even really know what else this guy has done, but song is called everyone's free and then in quotes or in parentheses is to wear sunscreen it's by quindon <laughs> tarver and josh abrams and it's about five minutes of this it's a kind of a soothing music like lo-fi music it came out <laughs> yeah, in the 90s this one was great <laughs> and it just has like a bunch of advice like he's just like spewing advice where he's like he's like um all right let me pull up let me pull up the lyrics i got them right i got it right here but the main thing is he's i'll make sure to always wear sunscreen but he says, he's basically says, I'm going to give you advice. You can take it. Or you can leave it. Um, do one thing that every day scares you sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with the people who are reckless with yours. And he just like continues talking and giving you pretty, pretty sound advice. Like a lot of stuff that makes you think. And, and it's really, it's very nostalgic. I mean, it took me back to, for some reason, it, it like 
I thought about him talking about it in the nineties. And I think that helped make the song like stick out more because like we were talking about um, a couple episodes ago, um, songs are written in different ages and they're still relevant when you listen to them. And that Mm -hmm. is why music is awesome because it doesn't matter the time or place. um, Usually it can it translates over to the time place time yeah. and place that you're in. And it's so cool because like the, the delivery system sounds different, uh, you know, throughout the different genres and throughout the different scenes and throughout the different eras, but you know, the lessons in there, and this is kind of like a weird, like fun little song, but like some of the, advi- like some of the advice, you know, is, is so good. Like you're not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> the I real, like this. Yeah, this is so good. Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. The race is long, and in the end, it's only with yourself. Remember compliments you receive. Forget the insults. If you succeed in doing this, tell me how. I love that. Keep your old <laughs> love letters and throw away your old big statements. <laughs> yes. Uh, stretch. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know that at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40 year olds I know still don't know. I'm po- I'm posting this song as soon as we yeah. get done. Uh, I, I, that that line stuck with me because the I'm 28. Year, yeah. I'm 28 and I don't know who, I don't know what I want to do, but I do mm. know that I'm, I do know that I'm, I'm building an interesting life and I don't even know if I'll know what I want to do when I'm 40. Yeah. I think about that a lot, Chris, because I'm doing, chasing this javelin dream and I don't know, I don't know what's after that. Right, but and people talk about five-year plans, but it's so hard. You can't. There's there's time enough to worry in the future. Um, yeah, you know that's that's the thing, and yeah, all that matters is that you're on the road that you want to be on. That's right. Call when I was is sixty nine. I was twenty one and thought the road was mine. Exactly. Or Jackson Brown. So we'll post that one. That's a good one. That's definitely going on the list. Probably gonna li- I'm gonna listen to that tonight as I definitely lay in bed. Yeah, I'm, can't I'm, wait. I'm, I'm totally doing that as soon as we as soon as we send this to Drew. Uh, but thank you very much. If you're still listening, you are a trooper. You're a real one, and uh, you're the reason that we make these podcasts. So, yep. thank you, and um, we will be back next week with another episode. We promise that always. Yeah, thanks for uh, your questions. Uh, we hope that we answered yours, and if we didn't, uh, better luck next time. We will try to answer it then. But uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for spending. The last hour with us we really appreciate it and we look forward to doing that again next week so um with that being said i hope you all have a lovely week and we will talk to you all very soon rock and roll fellas see rock you next week take care